Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. You see, Bell, in order to create a time remnant, you have to be fast enough. You see, right. Bell, in order to create a time remnant... You have to be fast enough. See, you gotta, you gotta be faster than that. This is what I'm talking about. Well, yeah. So, like, here's the thing, right? All of my time limits now to fight your time limits. You want my time limits to fight your time limits? Well, absolutely. I mean, what else are we gonna time limits? They have to fight. You want my time limits to fight your time limits? It's not gonna happen. Absolutely. I mean, what else are we gonna time limits? It'll totally happen. I mean, all of my time limits are like, in that right time limits. It's not gonna happen. All right. All right. That was awesome. Oh, that's good. All that's right. Good. That, was, that, was, that was good. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I got I got my my new mic stand set up. I got my computer monitor back. So like I'm in I'm in full podcast mode. Well, good, man. I let me ask you a question. Did you miss me? Uh yeah. Uh, yes, that's the correct answer. Is that? Oh, very funny. <laughs> very funny. Look, we had a great, uh, we want to give uh, great thanks to both Derek and Steve for coming on board last so week and uh, filling in in my absence. You know, I was listening to that podcast as I was editing uh, what I can only define as a, a beautiful monstrosity. It was <laughs> in many respects. In many Speaking respects, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. In many respects, it's like when you know you you when you, when the teacher goes on vacation and you get the substitutes in. Nobody learns algebra, but you get to play heads up seven up the entire time, and it's a lot of fun. So you know, it's great. Insubordinate and churlish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was great, man. I, I have never laughed as hard as I laughed uh, listening to that episode and, uh, and editing that. A big thanks to them. I really enjoyed it, and uh, and yeah, once again, we we really appreciate them. But yes, I am back. So we are back to B and B tonight. Uh, classic style as we bring you the season two finale of The Flash. A uh, lot of great stuff to talk about. A little bit of housekeeping first. Um, we have got a contest coming up, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we've mentioned it before, but we have been gaming some on DC Universe Online, which is an awesome game currently available yes. on Xbox. Uh, you know, we, we've uh, got some great folks over there who have kindly gifted us with some gifts to give to you. And we actually have a DC Universe Online Ultimate Edition. This is like almost a hundred dollars value uh, that they are giving away or that they have given to us rather to give away. And, uh, and we've decided that the way we want to do this is with a costume contest. Now, this is specifically an in-game costume contest. So here's what you want to do. Between now and next week, when we do our live call-in show, more information about that in a second, between now and then, we want you to go create a character or go log in and get a picture of your character. Basically, create a costume or create a character wearing a costume that you feel uh, is worthy of the costume contest. Take a screenshot, send it in, flash at potisteri.com. Again, that's flash at potisteri.com. We will take from those pictures Pick uh, uh, three or four of which that we think are, are in the final round category, and then we will do a big uh, uh, online Twitch stream with the winners where we will announce the winner and kind of show off their costumes and that sort of thing. Uh, so are there any like uh, any rules, stipulations, things like that that need to be uh, thought of while you're making these? There's only characters? one rule, Bell. There are no rules. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely no rules. Uh, you know, basically be creative. Uh, you know, there's, I'm not going to say, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a villain or it's a hero. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a speedster or a flyer. It all just kind of comes down to what drives you, what you, uh, what you want. It could be inspired by somebody. It could also be uh, of your own creation. So uh, go crazy. The great thing, one of the things I love about that game is just how diverse you can be with the costume set right off the bat when creating a character. Uh, but it does not even just it's not limited to just that so you can go out gather some
some uh, stuff from the world or if you've got an established character with an awesome costume, again, take a screenshot, send that in to us, flashatpotestery.com. We will uh, select a group of winners and then have a, a stream in which we have them parade themselves on top of Star Labs where we announce the winner. So I think it should be a lot of fun, man. And uh, just from the stuff that we've been seeing with streaming and uh, the, the meetup that we had, uh, there's going to be some pretty heavy competition. So put on those, uh, yeah. not thinking caps, creative caps. There we go. Models, make it work. Designers, make it work. I, I, I'm not a, I don't watch reality television, but uh, yes, make it work. <laughs> I don't know the make it work. I'm not, I'm not I, I, I don't know either. Put on your creative caps and let's see what you got. So yes. Do that, and uh, yeah, we'll be giving away that uh, DC Universe Online Ultimate Edition. It could be yours. Uh, finally, I've got to say, we've got coming up next week a season-in-review call-in show, ladies and gentlemen, where Bell and I will be taking a backseat to you, the listener who wants to call in. And uh, and yeah, taking your calls via Skype. Uh, we've done this uh, a season ending at the end of last season. We also do a very similar style show during Grandma Esther's eggnog-induced Christmas call-in extravaganza. It's very much in the same vein as that. So be sure to join us as we kind of go through and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, but primarily season two in review next week. You can join us Wednesday night. That's Wednesday, this next coming Wednesday night uh, at 8 p.m. Central Time at Mixler.com slash Pottery. If you want to call in, you'll need to make sure you have a Skype account. So uh, have that at the ready. We'll have all the call details when we actually go live. I encourage you to be there. We hope to speak to a bunch of you and really get your th- uh, thoughts and uh, feels as far as season two goes. Because, man, there's a lot to talk about with season two. And uh, we'll be getting into it as we discuss this season finale uh, right now. So, man, let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 23 of season two, the season finale, The Race of His Life, directed by Antonio Negret and story by the Helbing twins, Aaron Helbing and Todd Helbing. Well, what happened this episode? Well, Zoom comes to Barry and demands a race to determine who is faster, threatening to kill everyone Barry loves if he refuses. Wells realizes that Zoom stole a magnetar from Mercury Labs that will allow him to destroy every world in the multiverse if he and Barry can create enough energy from their race to power the device. When Barry refuses to back out, the team locks him in a containment cell for his own protection. The team develops their own successful plan to send Zoom back to Earth 2, but Joe is pulled in with him. On Earth 2, Zoom reveals to Joe that the man in the Iron Mask is the real Jay Garrick. Wally releases Barry to rescue Joe. Barry agrees to race Zoom if he returns Joe unharmed. Uh, as Barry and Zoom race, the Magnetar begins to charge. However, Barry creates a time remnant of himself who gives his life to stop the Magnetar while Barry takes out Zoom. Defeated, Zoom is then taken away by the time rates. The true Jay Garrick is revealed to be Henry's doppelganger, which distresses Barry. Wells and Jesse return with Jay to Earth 2. Still feeling broken and defeated, Barry travels back in time and stops Reverse Flash from killing his mother. All right, man. I don't think ever before has there ever been a more controversial episode of The Flash, and it all comes into this season two. A lot of different thoughts, theories, and emotions flying around last night. I've watched this episode now uh, twice in preparation for this show to process my own feelings. And I got to say, man, there's there's a lot I love about this episode, and we're you know going to dive into it pretty pretty hardcore. But I think we we got to be kind of honest here. I don't know if you're familiar with YouTube channel Honest Trailers. But they would have a field day with this episode, if we're being honest. Yeah, there, there's some things here that uh, were, were very honest trailer-esque. <laughs> and, and, and let's be let's face it, honest trailers can be pretty nitpicky in some things. But uh, uh, there, is, there, there were things that this were... This is less you know, nitpicky. This is a right, little bit right, more exactly. on the nose. <laughs> yeah, some of the things here were, were more egregious than some of the nitpicky things I've seen on honest trailers. So there's there's that. <laughs> well, okay. So so right after the uh, right after the episode aired, uh, you and I, we jumped on to, uh, to Twitch. We were playing some DCUO. And, uh, and we were kind of sharing a couple of just kind of immediate thoughts. And and we had kind of a hard time understanding uh, Zoom's plan and why Barry was going along with it. And, you know, I, I think we both kind of walked away feeling like we missed something. And e- even as I was watching the episode again, I was starting to kind of write down questions that I did not understand as I was actively watching it, but found that almost every single one of those questions were kind of answered, albeit in maybe uh, not as clear of terms. You know, one of the the, the things that uh, is, is kind of finally revealed is that, you know, Zoom is very much a kind of a snidely whiplash type of character. He's very much a tropey villain all the way up to the monologuing, uh, all the way up to kind of the the simplistic destroy everything type of. Uh, well, he's a psychopath. He's right? a psychopath. And I mean, I, I personally 
don't mind that at all. I actually kind of like that. I, I like complex villains. You know, I love Eobard uh, and what we got in, in season one. But, you know, that's that's not every single villain has to be like that. And so so having kind of a just straight up psychopathic uh, uh, Hunter Zolomon, especially given what his ultimate destiny is, we'll talk about that later, I think actually plays really well into uh, into what this character is and what's motivating him. That I have no problem with. The problem that I did have as I was watching it is why did Barry want to go along with it? You know, Barry immediately has this idea, oh, I'm going to race him and I'm going to beat him as if that's going to stop the machine from doing its thing. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, too, is like, you know, if you're the whole point of the machine is to siphon energy off them when they run. So if you race them, you're doing that. So Zoom is just going to, oh, well, you beat me in the race, but the machine is charged. So I guess I'm just not going to turn it on. I mean, it just seems kind of weird as to the thing that's going to cause the machine to turn on and destroy everything is a race. All right. So but here's the deal. And this is what I missed the first time around. And I think I got the second time around when Barry wants to do it. He's aware that that's going to be the case, and perhaps he's being a little risky business here, but I think the plan from that moment on was exactly what he implemented. He wanted, yeah, he knew it was going to charge up the machine. He was fine with that because he also knew that he personally was ready to die to save the world as well as die to beat Zoom, to take from him what you know, he took he took from Barry. And so he he wanted this to actually happen so that not only could he defeat Zoom in a race, but also defeat Zoom at, at uh, in his own plan, knowing full well what his plan was. So I believe that Barry, yes, Barry, obviously, uh, he knew that it was going to charge up the machine. And it's not that he didn't care. It's not that, that you know, he, he just wanted to beat him or something of that nature. It's that, yeah, okay, I know it's going to charge up the machine, but I also know how to turn it off once it starts. Yeah, and that makes sense, right? It's it's not his naivety that's like, oh, well, you know, if I beat him, he's not going to turn the machine on and I'll save the world. It's it's he's saying, yeah, I know this is the stuff that's going to happen and I know the repercussions of that. Therefore, the only way that I'm going to make this work is by, you know, making a time remnant and doing exactly what he did. Now, admittedly, uh, that's a little risky business. That's a risky play on Barry's part, but he was pushed. I mean, he just experienced a fairly traumatic <laughs> thing of witnessing his father killed right in front of him. Uh, like immediately after he comes to turn with the death of his mother too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know, I didn't get a chance to really talk about last episode, so, but I think it plays very, I mean, obviously it plays very heavily into what we got here. You know, Barry's uh, moment in the speed force, he kind of came back uh, to our world as if he just found religion. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's yeah. kind of like, Oh, it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. It's all going to be puppy dogs and rainbows from now on this health and wealth speed force, if you will, that it does no substance whatsoever and is not based in anything other than he just needed something to make himself feel good. Like that's not, you know, his understanding of the speed force is, did he have a spiritual moment, so to speak with the speed force? Yes, he did. Did he walk from that as this mature speedster understanding everything there is to know about the speed force? No, he walked out of that with kind of all the vibes, all the feels, all the feel goodness with none of the knowledge. And so what ends up happening in that scenario is that he crashes and burns at the first chance that something pushes up against him. And in this case, it wasn't just some small little speed bump. It was his father being stabbed through the chest in the exact same space where his mother was killed. Like that's huge. So, you know, yeah. I, and I, I was going to say this for the end, but I think it plays into right here. One of the biggest criticisms I've seen of this episode is that with everything that happens at the end, people feel like Barry's motivations there and Barry's motivations here completely undoes what we got from the runaway dinosaur. I disagree. I think that this is very much these three episodes uh, really play very heavily into one another because of what we got in the runaway dinosaur. The runaway dinosaur set this up. Uh, it put it set him up for a big high for an even greater fall. So I I, I thought that that was actually done very very well. Well, see that's interesting because I didn't think about it that in that light because I was kind of expecting when Barry came back from the Speed Force that he would be uh, like you were saying he would have this sort of like enlightened approach to him right like the, yeah. this he he's transcended but that's not at all what happened. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to, to think about. The lost dinosaur. Yeah, uh, the runaway dinosaur. Like runaway, the, yeah. The, it's like yeah. the runaway so, bunny. Yeah. So like the runaway dinosaur. Uh, do you think that the Speed Force knew that he was going to do that? That like that, that this was going to happen? I mean, because, you know. Yeah, the, the Speed, Speed Force, Force kind of exists outside of time. Exactly. So, I mean, like the, I think the Speed Force 
you got to. I think of the Speed Force at least from what we've gotten, and and kind of that embodiment of the Speed Force of that entity that is the Speed Force. Um, I, I think of that kind of mindset as kind of like Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. So experiencing time, like experiencing time as it is, but all in one moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's kind of uh, that. You know, it, it's not about the Speed Force implementing its will. The Speed Force has knowledge because it's experiencing time all at the same time. Interesting. That's my thought, but I could be wrong. They they could <laughs> they could prove that wrong. But anyway, all right. So let's get back to to the 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 let, let's knock out the nitpickiness so we can get to the awesome. That's kind of what I want to do here. Once they've got everything down, you know, Team Flash, or you know, once once Barry says that he's going to race them, you know, at that point, I believe that Barry knew what he was going to do, but nobody else did. He wasn't in, yeah. he wasn't in his right mind. Uh, even if everybody else knew what he was going to do, they probably still wouldn't be for it. And so they all gang up against him and lock him in a glass cage of emotion. Now. How did you feel about that? What, what did you think about Team Flash, uh, quote unquote, turning against the Flash? Uh, it was interesting, right? Because it's it's one of those for a team for like, like that to work, you got to have trust. And if nobody's going to trust Barry to do what's right, like that's kind of like not trusting Cap to do what's right. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, that's like trusting Cap not to do what's right after witnessing his father killed right in front of him in the exact same space where his mother was killed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I would trust Cap not to do what's right in that situation. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think Joe talking to him and everybody talking to him and kind of like, you know, you can't give into the anger and you can't give into, you know, you can't murder this guy and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, th- I think they probably could have sat him down like intervention style and walked him off the edge as opposed to just making him really mad by putting him in the glass case of emotion. Uh, but see, it's the flash. Like, if he doesn't want to st- stay and listen to what you have to say, he's not going to stay and listen to what you have to say. Yeah, that's true. He like, can run away. I thought I thought it made a lot of sense. I mean, he, not only yeah, it, made, it made sense, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? How are you going to get a speedster to kind of like do what you want him to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they've got, they got to, they got to lock him in the corner a little bit. I mean, Barry Joe's his dad. So he had to put put him in timeout. Yeah. He grounded him. Yeah, exactly. Literally. And so, uh, <laughs> so he's underneath, they all get this idea that they are going to go after zoom. Uh, and I going into that fight where it's team flash versus zoom sans flash. I was very like, seriously, but then they actually did pretty well. I mean, they failed, but they did a pretty good job in the process. Well, so here's what's weird to me is that Jesse Quick was wearing the hologram uh, suit that Barry was wearing when he was hologram flash. Uh, You mean Caitlin was. Was it Caitlin? Yeah, because Caitlin was the one that was talking to him and they were projecting uh, they were projecting Caitlin to Zoom. And then, you know, when Zoom stabs her, like I, I was jaw dropped, man. That was that was I thought she was dead there for like a split second until it was, of course, the hologram. Did I miss that? Yeah. Caitlin goes up to him. But Caitlin gets look, Caitlin got some great screen time this uh, this episode. And I thought that she really had some strong character moments that uh, we really hadn't seen from her this season. Uh, you know, not only has is she talking to Barry from the from the standpoint of somebody who has actually had someone they love die in front of them. Uh, but you know, after everything that she's been through, she is the best positioned person, uh, to go after, go after zoom. Uh, and you know, I, I honestly, at first when she went out there and talked to him, I thought, this is crazy. Is she going to end up turning? In fact, I saw some people arguing that perhaps she is going to actually turn on the team and, and zoom actually did convince her to, to the turn to the dark side as it were. Um, but no, I, I, man, I thought she, she came on real strong. I must have been tweeting or something because I, I completely missed that. I saw I saw them, you know, she was talking to him and getting closer. And then uh, the next thing I know, they're shooting stuff at Zoom and then Joe gets pulled into the portal. Yeah, Joe definitely gets pulled into the portal um, in the middle of that fight. Uh, so we get a chance to see everybody kind of do their one two punch. In my opinion, it almost worked. Like I said, when I was watching it, I thought for sure there's no way that this is going to have any effect whatsoever, but they, they got way further than probably any mortal people should actually be able to get, uh, given that they're going up against zoom. Yeah. And they have a lot of experience fighting metahumans. So it's really cool to see the team like solidify and be this cohesive, you know, anti-meta team. That's one thing I really like about this team that I feel like, and and I may rub some people the wrong way, but I'm being honest. I mean, this is one of the things I really like about Team Flash rather than Team Arrow. Team Flash feels very much like a uh, like a community-driven team. Like every single member feels very important, and the team doesn't need its hero in order to function. Whereas 
you know, Team Arrow, at least for the first couple of seasons and uh, arguably continuing on even to the fourth season, that Team Arrow needs an arrow. Like without without him, they kind of tend to fall apart. And, um, you know, and also part of that is just kind of the way that each primary character leads its team. Uh, Arrow is very much kind of this dominant, you know, enter in and start taking command. Whereas Flash, I mean, he's still, you know, even at the end of this season is he's not in a place where he can really be a team leader. And, And a lot of the calls he makes are not always the best call. Sometimes they are, but not always. Uh, now, granted, like I said, his plan all along in this instance was the plan that ended up working. But the fact that he wasn't able to clue in his team kind of shows that, you know, it's it's not just him and his sidekicks. They are all very much a cohesive team. Yeah, it's, you know, Arrow gives more orders and Barry gives more or I, I guess receives more feedback. You know, it's it's it's, it's more of a give and take kind of thing with Team Flash versus Team Arrow. Uh, and I, I think that's probably more to say about like, you know, you got Cisco and Caitlin who are scientists and, uh, you know, Papa Joe's a cop. And, uh, then you have, you know, Don, Don team arrow, you had Roy who was like, you know, robber. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, know? he was, he was, like, he was kind and, of a... and like a spoiled rich kid who was on drugs at one point. And like, you know, all these different people on their team, they have like this, this it's, it's different backgrounds, I guess. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's less about, cause I mean, the characters are fleshed out. Uh, you know, that's, that's oh sure. They're fleshed out, but like <laughs> the, the green arrow, by the way, be- I just want to make sure that this is clear. The green arrow in the chat is saying team arrow. I'm sorry. You mean team Felicity that's coming. <laughs> that is coming ladies and gentlemen, from the green arrow in the chat. I just want to make sure that that's absolutely clear, but yes, um, yes you were absolutely right. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. It really does come down to a matter of leadership, but I, I do, I do love what we've gotten from uh, from Team Flash. You know, Zoom this season uh, as we've as we finally kind of pull back the curtain fully and see what his ultimate plan is and what it's kind of evolved to be uh, is that he, you know, judges his success not by his victims now, but by the worlds that he's able to conquer and ultimately destroy. Zoom Bell is Owlman from Crisis on Two Earths. Have you ever seen that uh, straight to DVD film from DC? Is that the one uh, Deathstroke's in it? Uh, Did they go? No, no. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a. Uh, I think actually Deathstroke a, was in it, but he was the the president of Earth Two. I'm thinking of a Superman Batman one shot comic where uh, they're on a cruise or something like that, and Owlman, Ultraman, and uh, Superwoman. Yeah, this is not that. This is definitely okay. not that. Yeah, no, not this that. this was a uh, this was a, a direct to DVD animated series short or uh, f- film from uh, DC Comics. Uh, fantastic, fantastic movie, and uh, and basically it's it's the Crisis on Infinite Earths concept, but applied in a in a Earth One Earth Two situation. They introduce this character of, of Owlman from the Crime Syndicate, who's of course from the comics. And Owlman is the Batman counterpart who is dis- determined that there is a multiverse out there and that, you know, all decisions kind of build upon themselves. Now, his motivations was basically, you know, since all decisions matter, then somehow that means nothing matters, which means that uh, therefore the entire universe should be eradicated. It was he's crazy. It's like nihilism to its most extreme. Exactly. And so <laughs> here we have kind of that, but like with a little Joker twist. Yeah, Zoom keeps contradicting himself. He says he wants to like go and collect people from different worlds, and then he says he wants to destroy them all. But like, when is he going to collect them if they're all destroyed? Yeah, no, he didn't say he wanted to collect them all. He just said he wanted to collect the flashes of two Earths. Is, is kind of gotta a, catch them all. <laughs> it's kind of what he said. Um, you know, and and you know, I think uh, I think it was Derek last episode while y'all were talking uh, mentioned he he thinks that perhaps there might have been some creative decisions. Uh, uh, mixed around about midway through the season, and he may not be far off on that. I mean, I think that uh, Zoom has been a character who's kind of been a little bit of a, a ping ponging back and forth, and um, it, you know, th- the fact that this ended up being his ultimate plan works for the character that we ultimately got. Uh, but you know, I you know, there there may be some some fair criticism there. Yeah, I will say this about the whole Owlman thing as well. That device, the Magnetar, I think they called it. That actually looks very similar to the device that Owlman uses in Crisis on Earth on Two Earths. Huh, that's interesting. In the movie, yeah, it's crazy. So I, I liked I liked that little nod there. Uh, Joe's a boss. Got him. Got to give it up for Joe when he actually ends up getting pulled through the portal and uh, Zoom has him tied up on Earth Two and starts threatening him. Joe's like, I don't care if you kill me. <laughs> this is all yeah. part of the plan. Like you know, I, I'll I'll die happy right now. 
and he will yeah. because I mean this is this is a man who's uh, experienced a lot of joy in his life. He's he's been a father like three two and a half times over, and uh, <laughs> and you know he's 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 got these wonderful kids and leaves behind a wonderful legacy and is dying to save the world. This is this is a man who is ready to go. He's yeah. perfectly fine with it. Yeah, like I just I loved it. Just the look on his face, just his calm, cool, collected demeanor. He's like, you know what? Whatever. There's nothing you can do to me right now. That's it's gonna matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was almost taking pleasure in the fact that that uh, that he won. You know, that his his side won. And if if yeah. he if he had to kind of punch out, then uh, he was ready to do it. I love Joe, man. Joe is like, you know, we've said this before, but he is like super dad to the max. Oh yeah, like that's his superpower is being an awesome dad. <laughs> if if that was a superpower, then that would be his. I agree. That is a superpower. What are you talking about? So let's talk about remnants real quick here. You know, um, when Zoom referred to uh, his his time remnant that he created earlier on in the season, there was some kind of question about you know it was his past self even said something of that effect. Here we actually see him creating a time remnant, and it's one of these things where it's like clearly like these these two. Uh, the two individuals are are like a second away from each other, right? Yeah. So it answers the question that we've had all season about time travel, where uh, you know, in, in the in the first season he goes back and there's only one Barry, and then now there's been two, and it's because when he's been going back previously and there hasn't been another Barry, it's because he's going back and, and returning at the exact same time, right? Versus, you know, here Zoom, where he's not. Hmm. Yeah. It, well, here he's not. He, he's intentionally not doing that, which is why the time rates get involved, right? When you when you do it correctly, you don't make time remnants. You don't get the time rates involved, right? But when you do it incorrectly and you abuse it, which is what Zoom has been doing, and which is what Barry, Barry accidentally did. did. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that's that's why th- that that answers a lot of questions for me as far as the time travel stuff goes, and now it makes sense. So it's 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 not a problem for the time rates so long as you don't create time remnants because the like if, if there were no repercussions to that, Barry could just create time remnants all day, every day and just like yeah. have a thousand flashes in, in Central City and there'd be no problems ever. But like that would mess everything up. See, that's good because when he said the whole, you know, um, it's not something I can do every day. I, I kind of wish he would have expanded upon that more. But you're right. We we got the ex- explanation as to why he can't do that, because that is, you know, against the rules of time travel. If, if you know, if you want wraiths, time wraiths, that's how you get time wraiths. So, you yeah, gotta, you got to be careful with it. <laughs> do you want do you want time wraiths other Barry? Because this is how you get time. Wraiths. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and this time he did want some time wraiths. So it worked yeah. out, worked out pretty well. So, you know, we do see Zoom actually uh, performing that trick in the fact that Barry does do the time ray thing is is huge because yet you have to realize that that is you know the what we saw are two berries they, they it's not like one's a shadow right it's not a, it's not a um you know speed mirage or something of that nature these are both Barry Allen like one second apart but they they are both two individual Barry Allens so we did see the flash die he sacrificed himself and that should not be something that is just easily brushed you know brushed away at least in terms of the viewer. Um, if anything, that shows just how dedicated Barry was. He was going into this mission from the beginning of this episode. Like I said, I feel like he, he was planning this from the beginning. He was going into this mission ready to die. You know, I don't know. Uh, have you ever seen the movie The Prestige? Yeah. Yeah. Really good movie. I like uh, it. Also, uh, uh, Wolverine versus Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with magic. Um, there is, and I, I oh, man, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, at this point, the movie's been out forever. Uh, Suffice to say, in that film, uh, Hugh Jackman's character discovers a uh, device created by Nikola Tesla that creates a a replication of himself. And in order to, well, you, you got to give the premise first, right? Well, I, no, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to go through the full movie. We're not the. We, this is not. Well, no, uh, it, it, it's Hugh Jackman's character. He's trying to figure out this trick that this other magician does, and he has no idea how he does it. Then he discovers this device. Gets this device from Nikola Tesla. And the device creates essentially a second him. And so there's a parallel to the fact that when, uh, at least in this day and age, whenever you did kind of the, the transportation trick of, you know, you see the bird over here in a cage, I've collapsed the cage, and now here's another bird. Um, you know, the reality is, is that the bird, one of the birds dies in the midst of that magic trick. And so when Hugh Jackman's character has to do this to himself, creates a second him in order to perform this magic trick. He actively every single night has to kill himself uh, in order to do it. But he never knows from his perspective 
which one he will be. Will he be the one that lives and takes a bow or will he be the one that dies? I don't know if I'm explaining it the best possible way, but to some extent that is Barry going into this. Um, In order for this to succeed, really, the Barry that makes the decision is the Barry that dies. Because if, you know, if the past him, uh, if, if him in the past dies and the him in the future gets wiped out as well, therefore, you know, if I'm making this decision to create another me, that other me is going to go on and I'm going to be the one that, that bites it. And that's exactly what Barry does. So, I mean, like we see a Barry Allen with a death wish from the beginning all the way to the end and even potentially past that. Yeah. And so to clarify, the flashlight Yoda in the chat asked uh, why the time remnant didn't merge with him this time. And the reason is uh, in order to properly do time travel as a speedster, you have to leave and come back at the exact same time. Otherwise, you leave a time remnant. Right. Exactly. That, that's like because we, we had this merge theory and all this kind of stuff going on. But that's that's not the case. They The, the way they explained it now, uh, what we know how it works is that. To to properly do it, you have to leave and return at the exact same time. Otherwise, you will always create a time remnant and the race will get mad at you. So the exact same what, time, the exact same second, the exact same microsecond. Yeah, like exactly the same time. Otherwise, you screw it up. Nanosecond? So in what uh, nanosecond? I don't know if microseconds, right? Yeah, nanosecond, picosecond, you know, femtosecond. Point uh, being, you have to be a speedster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plank time, the exact plank instance. Uh, but so. What's what's cool here, though, is, yeah, like that Barry, because it has to be the one from the future, right? So when he when he when he creates the time replicant, it's him traveling one second back in time. And he knows from that point forward that he is going to die. Well, I mean, he knew it from a while, right? Sure. So, well, I mean, actually, Zoom said it to him. He's like, you have to be willing to kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, it's weird because at the moment it didn't make sense, but in order for him to have a time remnant, uh, he like one of them has to go. Or I guess, hmm, I don't so know. What's interesting, though, is when Zoom killed his other time remnant, I don't think that time remnant realized that he was a time remnant. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like when you when you do it, you're not sure which one you're going to be. Like which one is the time remnant, right? And I guess the time <laughs> remnant is the one that doesn't make it. You know what I mean? Like uh, the time remnant is the one that doesn't ultimately exist or, or that will not ultimately exist or gets killed because whoever survives is the one that survives. Therefore, the other one was the time remnant. Yeah. And they're both the same person. They're both Barry Allen. Yeah, that's both, a, Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but like the, 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 <laughs> the important thing to remember here is like when you're only traveling one second, it doesn't really matter so much. But if you travel back five years and you kill your remnant, like all of that history goes away. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like uh Barry uh so the Barry that we we are experiencing now is like 1 nanosecond behind the Barry that died. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it may be way too confusing. Too much OMG science or OMG yeah, speed but, force, but but yeah. Yeah, but they're both Barry and and one of them so I you, you don't know which one made the decision to go back in time. Well, but I would assume it was it was it's it's OG original Barry who was like running in the race and he's like, all right, got to go back in time, got to sacrifice myself. Let's do this. Well, I don't know that he went back in time. He just he just contained the blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. But but uh, to make a time run, he would have to travel back in time. Like, a oh, second. yeah, by a second. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he travels back as a second. and He's like, all right, the race going on. I'm traveling back a second because or or maybe he traveled back five minutes because like he knew. No, because the they're go. running next to each other. Like it's it's right there. Like it's in that moment. Yeah, it's true. So I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's yeah. It's I really I thought that was really well done. Like you said to me that 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 explains a lot in terms of kind of how the time remnant plays into this and how time travel time travel overall works uh, in in a way that I think really is fits a lot better than uh, what we were trying to to mash together. So really really well done there. Enjoyed that. Um, Jay Garrick of Earth Three uh, revealed. Uh, of course, you know, a lot of speculation up, up until this, you know, I'd, I'd speculated the twin theory. Obviously I was incredibly wrong. Uh, as we were getting closer, I was leaning harder and harder on perhaps this is a John Wesley ship, uh, Jay Garrick behind the mask, which of course the big reveal is that yes, in fact, this is the uh, John Wesley ship as earth three, Jay Garrick, his costume, uh, kind of a nod to his original flash costume from the nineties. 
yeah, it reminded me of the original Flash costume. Uh, but, you know, I have to say, as far as Jake Garrick's costume, I like Hunter Zolomon's Jake Garrick costume better than the uh, John Wesley Ship one that they had. Yeah, well, I mean, Jake Garrick, I mean, it fit it fit Earth 2, right? Jay Garrick, uh, Jake, uh, Hunter Zolomon as Jake Garrick of Earth 2, his costume fit for what we came to know of Earth 2. I, I agree. I mean, that one I was a little bit more partial to, partially because, I mean, you know, I, I kind of got used to it. Um, yeah. But, you know, Earth 3, Jay Garrick, totally fine in terms of the approach. I liked the fact that it was kind of an homage to uh, John Wesley Ship's uh, original Flash in terms of the the color scheme. Uh, you know, the the big uh, yellow uh, uh, lightning bolt on the chest, obviously a nod to uh, to his lightning bolt that he had on on his chest as the flash. So very cool how it all, all worked out like that. Um, you know, in, in a day and age where we get a lot of these costumes that are very, uh, you know, died down or turned down a little bit darker, not not that muted. full. Yeah, muted's good. Um, you know, it's it's nice to actually see a, a full, bright golden agey approach to a costume. So, you know, I, th- I think it made a lot of, a lot of sense. The helmet, uh, you know, I, I, obviously I love that helmet. The, the, my, my concerns that I expressed back when we got the Hunter's Element origin story, you know, I, I was willing to kind of see if, if they would let that kind of work out. And I, who, all right. So if I'm being totally honest, man, I'm not really happy with the way that Jay Garrick turned out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one area you know there, there's there's minor nitpicks that we can kind of throw into the whole uh story this episode uh and everything else and the villain motivation you know i feel like they they did actually tell the story well so that a lot of those you know arguable plot holes are actually filled even though they weren't explicitly filled for me my big thing that really still kind of doesn't sit well in my stomach is just the jay garrick storyline that we got because Hunter Zolomon is Jay Garrick of Earth 2. Hunter Zolomon is Jay Garrick of Earth 2. Yeah, he's the Flash of Earth 2. He's the Flash but, of Earth 2. Now, Jay Garrick, Now it was inspired by the Jay Garrick of Earth 3, which is portrayed by John Wesley Shipp, which is kind of cool. D- I dig dig that. I like the John Wesley Shipp being the Flash, which is kind of a cool thing. But I'm, what concerns me, man, and I'll, I'll just, you know, we, we, we like to be positive. We like to talk about what we love. This is really just the the only thing that really still doesn't sit well with me because I love so much about this episode. I'm so freaking hyped for what's coming in season three. Um, but Jay Garrick, I mean, this is a character that I really, really love. And the, you know, the way that he was told, his story was told, uh, and you find out that the Jay Garrick of Earth 2 is Hunter Zolomon, um, that, that <laughs> you know, that, that, that his costume, his hat, uh, was all inspired by his abusive father. Um, you know, this, this is for me, this is the same complaint that people had of the thing, uh, getting his, it's clobbering time from his abusive older brother from fan four stick. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like don't, don't ever go to fan four stick for your, for, for your methods of telling stories. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a major no, no. And whether they well, intended to or not, that's, that's what, the inspiration for this Jay Garrick helmet was. And not only that, it was then passed along to the Jay Garrick of earth three, which they are kind of hanging their helmet on is will continue to be a Jarek Jay Garrick of this uh, television series. And so, you know, I, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I, I, I don't know if this was their intention all along. It, I don't it, think it was. I, 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 I so think, that's I what think- it comes down to. I don't think it was either, which really concerns me because what we've seen, and again, I'm just being honest, guys, this is a fan podcast. It's about uh, getting hyped and, and, and talking about what we love, but it's also about talking about the, the the property that we love as well and how it's executed. This creative team has been known to kind of give in to fan service rather than tell stories that are true to the characters, i.e. look at what became of the Felicity show. I'm, I'm sorry, Arrow. Uh, in the in the recent seasons you know the they there's a lot of fan service and i'm not bashing felicity i love that character and i love that that character was especially early on i don't mind their them having a relationship or anything of that nature but their relationship becoming the show seemed very much kind of a fan service as opposed to telling a good story that's why i I couldn't watch it anymore it just it wasn't interesting to me I, i wanted to come and watch arrow i didn't want to watch the felicity show i just one way or the other point being here the fans really wanted from the get-go, from day one, for a a Henry Allen, uh, for John Wesley Shipp essentially to be the Flash or to have a world in which he is the Flash. 
And so, you know, after kind of a lot of fan desire, I never, me personally, once they started telling the story, even though I kind of wanted to see that before the, the season one even began, once they started season one, I didn't need that. I didn't want that. That didn't really make sense into the story. Here, it almost feels kind of forced in as fan service at the at the expense of what could have been a really good story. And so if, if I've got a strong, like, that's probably the hardest critique because it's probably for me has been the thing that really has, has kind of not set well with me the way they told the Jay Garrick story. And again, I'm talking about the Jay Garrick of Earth 2. I'm that that's that's my major criticism that I can kind of lay at the foot of this series thus far. And it it hit me it hit me the wrong way. After rewatching it again, it still hits me the wrong way. You know, we got we got some great things to come in the future. You know, I'm sure that we'll see a return of the Jay Garrick of Earth 3 um, and John Wesley Ship as the Jay Garrick of Earth 3, which is great. But the way that this was handled, the the telling of the Jay Garrick of Earth 2, and even the the fact that that helmet, the helmet of his abusive father, is the helmet of Jay, of the Jay Garrick we will continue to spend time with in the series, for me, that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, it, I think you're right, though. You said it was uh, Steve or Derek who said that there were some uh, creative fiascos during season two. Oh, he doesn't know that. He's just, it's Derek and he's just making assumptions, but at the same time, okay, but, 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 but no, but it feels like that though. Right. Like with, uh, for them just all of a sudden to be like, oh yeah, no, he found Jay Garrick and that's what inspired him. Like why, why, I, I don't know. Yeah. It just felt out of place to, to go back and then think about Jay's origin or I guess Hunter's origin on earth two to be inspired by Earth three, Jay Garrick is just kind of, it doesn't fit now that they told the original way or whatever, like with the whole abusive yeah. father thing. It's yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's odd. Uh, well, I, I hope it wasn't the case that they were just you know giving into fan desires and whatnot. But uh, like I said, I would like historically speaking, that's kind of what we've seen from this creative team. And so that you know that fact that that's kind of layered on something that just for me. And again, this is me personally. I know a lot of people. Uh, maybe really love this. A lot of people saw this coming or really wanted to see this coming. And so that's great. And then, you know, I, I, now that, now that we're here, now that this is what we've got, you know, when we get a, a, you know, Jay Garrick of earth three flash come into play in the future, uh, as I'm sure that we'll get some good, uh, some good uh, moments there. I think there could be some really great, cool character moments from Barry, especially dealing with a Jay Garrick that is, uh, well, for him, his father, or at least, uh, you know, the doppelganger of his father. So yeah, some cool See, stories they can definitely share that. I, I wish they just hadn't done anything with the hat. Sure. Have the uniform look like Jay Garrick's like uh, so. So or have him steal the hat from Jay Garrick. Like, yes, like, yes, exactly. That, have, that have, would have made have some Hunter sense. Solomon steal the hat from Earth 3 Jay Garrick. And then uh, when you're telling the backstory of Hunter Solomon and like have him wear the military uniform or whatever, but just leave the hat out of it and yeah. just have the hat be his. So like when he goes, hey, there's my hat and he puts it on, it's supposed to him being like, Zoom took so much from me. Now I'm going to wear this hat, which he wore for some weird reason, because my character has to. Yeah, I, I think he should have stolen the hat from Earth One J. Garrett. But that's the thing. If they changed how they're going to do it halfway through the season, then even like even that, even that just seems still kind of, I mean, like you're right, that would have been slightly better, but at the same time, it, you know, earth Two Jay Garrick is Hunter Zolomon. That's, that's, you know, it's cool that we've got an earth three Jay Garrick that is John, that is portrayed by John Wesley ship, but that's not earth Two Jay Garrick because earth Two Jay Garrick is Hunter Zolomon. I don't know. It's, it's odd to me. It, it feels weird. Um, but you know, they've taken a lot of creative license. I've loved a lot of the, the creative decisions and the creative license they've taken in the past. You know, I, I'm, you know, it's not like this is going to ruin the series for me or anything else. It's just me personally didn't sit well with me. We talked about it to death at this point. Speaking of death, man, Hunter Zolomon has got a dark fate ahead of him. Did you notice what happened when the time remnants dragged him up through the portal? Well, they cured him of whatever disease he had because <laughs> his lightning was no longer blue. It was red. That's uh, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, no, he's right. You're right. And uh, he, he his lightning was red. His face was decayed. His his costume ripped. And did he look familiar to you at all, Bell? There is. Uh, yeah, I, I, he looked kind of like Darth Vader at the end of Empire. I mean, sorry, Return of the Jedi when he's on fire and burning and stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely who he reminded me of. Yep, yep. There's yep. no one. There's no one else possible. No, no one else connected with uh, the Flash at all. Like maybe the Black Flash. 
Uh, yeah, no, there, there's no such thing. Oh my goodness, man! All right, so I, <laughs> I know, isn't that awesome? It's 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 yeah, it's Black Flash, right? The Black Razor. It's got to be. It's got to be, man. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean that that was exactly his costume, the the decayed face and everything else. So, uh, you know, he will be back at, probably as the uh, some sort of. I mean, uh, the aspect of death for speedsters definitely. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays in. Maybe he'll be kind of a. Uh, uh, almost like a Silver Surfer esque character for the Speed Wraiths, right? Um, some sort of uh, entity that uh, is connected with the Reverse Speed Force, the Negative Speed Force, rather. I mean, you know, you mentioned the fact that his lightning went from blue to red. Yellow means Speed Force. Red means Negative Speed Force. And so it's very possible that perhaps he himself is also connected to the the Negative Speed Force, uh, and is this entity that uh, will be chasing after perhaps. A return to Eobard Thawne in the future? We don't know. That'd be uh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Well, you know, we got to keep in mind that Earth Two is basically. I mean, it it goes from being the opposite to being different to being you know the mirror image or whatever. You know, so uh, Zoom re- got his powers the same way Barry did, but since he's the opposite of Barry, then maybe he got reverse Speed Force powers from the get go. Yeah, I mean, uh, wait, what? Okay, so Barry got Speed Force. Right. He got struck by lightning. He yep. got Speed Force powers, became a speedster. Uh, Earth 2 is the opposite. Well, no, you keep saying that. Earth 2 is not the opposite of... of they, uh, they, 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 they flip-flop, right? You know, because uh, Black Siren or Black it's Canary... It's just or, different. It's not the opposite. Like, that's that's not... Earth 2 is not the opposite of, of Earth 1. Right, but they, they, they keep... Why why then would, would Black Siren, you know, think that it's completely out of place for Cisco to be right-handed as opposed to left-handed. Well, maybe that's one thing she observed that's different about this earth than their earth. I mean, maybe, I don't know. That just seems. It's not the, it's not the reverse. Yeah. But, but anyway, I'm just saying that, that, you know, the the difference there could be that he, that uh, Hunter Zolomon didn't get attached to the speed force. Initially, he got attached to the reverse speed force. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, I think there could be something there, but it'll be interesting to see, Matt. I'm really, uh, quite curious to know what uh, what his when when his triumphant return will be as uh, the Black Flash. I, I think, um, yeah, you know, the great thing is that a lot of the characters that we got from this season will kind of return in in perhaps one offs next season. They've they've really seeded them out. They do they've done a really good job of taking uh, these uh, this this villain and twisting him and turning him into something else. Yeah, arguably, I do think that is one through line that we got from the beginning. I, I always thought there was some sort of connection with Zoom and the Black Flash. I mean, that's something that a lot of people recognized from day one, given that his costume did seem so, you know, uh, death-like, like this entity beyond something that was that of a man. Now, we ultimately end up seeing in the story that this is actually just a man wearing a costume, but uh, perhaps it was merely foreshadowing because he, Hunter Zolomon will return. As the black the thing is, though, they never address the whole, you know, inner demon thing, like his eyes turning black and stuff like that. Yeah, again, it, it's possible that, that maybe there was a storyline that got dropped in, in favor of what we got. Um, or it could and it could be the uh, could be the Velocity 9 could be the V9, the way that, um, that that affects him. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I'll, I'll chop it up to V9. Don't do drugs, kids. And I think we can all <laughs> learn from that. You know, one of the criticisms that I, I saw thrown at this episode is that. Uh, about Barry breaking up with Iris. I, he didn't break up with Iris. Yeah, no, no, no. People are saying he broke up with Iris. I saw that on Twitter. Maybe, maybe that's not a, a massive criticism, but some, some, I have seen people concerned about the breakup of the Barry uh, and and Iris relationship. Of course, they never really broke up in this. I mean, he he basically she was kind of saying like, hey, maybe you know, maybe we should give this a shot, and this is a good time to do this. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of depressed right now. I I I want to. I felt like he was telling her, you were the one and I want to pour myself into you, but I can't right now emotionally. Like I can't emotionally pour myself into you because I am empty. I got nothing right now. And so it's well, not yeah. fair to you for this to be the first step into our relationship while I'm at this kind of moment of depression. Like I, I went in, I don't know if you've been watching for the last hour. I went into this with a death wish and I literally, one of me anyway, died about five minutes ago and uh and i'm the one that's left on top of all the tragedy that i've just experienced so yeah well i i I agree that he was depressed but i don't think that's what was going through his mind i think what he was thinking of is when when he uh went back in time the first time you know professed his love and then went back and now everything was reset 
what he was thinking of. So, well, I'm going to go back in time and save my mom, which means everything that's going on right now is not going to happen anymore. And I want to be with you, but I got to save my mom. And so that's going to change everything. So, yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I don't know. I, There's maybe. no way that he, he that he's going back in time thinking that, that everything's going to be the same. He knows that he's no, about to, no. to, to screw with time completely. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking that the changes that I'm about to make are going to make it so that we don't ever get together. Or at least that's what he that 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 the 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 path that he's thinking he's going to go down. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, you know, when he looks in the mirror, he says very specifically uh, that uh, you know that this is that this is it. You know, he says, "I'm sorry, I got to do this." He's watching everybody. He realizes what he's about to sacrifice. Um, he's aware of the, the the weight of what he's about to do, but he's just he's to some extent uh, very numb. And then he just pulls. <laughs> a <laughs> and that's basically his mindset going into this. Well, you know what? At least he has chicken. Oh, yeah. At least he does have his chicken. Uh, no, man. All right. So Barry running back in time. That was another thing that I, I got to say is probably one of the most polarizing things that I've seen. For me, that I lost it. I was so excited that, that you know, we're getting the setup for Flashpoint. But but in, in a ton of people, I mean, like there was just waves and waves of everybody getting really excited. Everybody's pumped up. This is something that I think many of us have been kind of wanting to see a Flashpoint-esque storyline. You and I on this podcast for the last two years have been speculating as to what that can be, Citizen Cole and everything else. We'll be speculating more in just a moment here. Uh, but a lot of people are concerned uh, because, you know, some people felt like it undid the runaway dinosaur, which we've already addressed. And and some people see Flashpoint meaning New 52, like as if one has to lead to the other. I, I disagree. If you remember back way back when, when Flashpoint was coming out, that was a story that was actively being told while the decision to reboot the universe was going on. They used... Uh, new, uh, Flashpoint as a business decision to to reboot the Marvel or the the DC universe that was not a natural uh, successor to that story. Just because we're getting Flashpoint doesn't mean that we're about to get a DC a DC TV reboot. So if that if that's your concern or if you see Flashpoint as meaning the that New Fifty Two type of stuff has to happen when it's over, put that out of your mind. That that does not have to be the case, and I guarantee that is not going to be the case here. Yeah, it seems like that would be. A lot of work to reboot their entire TV universe when you have uh, what you have Arrow, Flash, now Supergirl, Legends of Horror, four shows. You're going to have to like completely Constantine. I mean, it's not active, but Constantine's in there. He's in the mix somewhere. You know what? Honestly, if they if they went the whole new 52 route, I would be fine as long as I got a Constantine. No, they're not going to. Don't say that because people are concerned about this. That's not going to happen. I guarantee there's not going to be a new 52 uh, styled reboot of what we what we've gotten here. New 52, of course, for those who are unaware, uh, is is the kind of the name that came along with when DC decided to wipe out their continuity and tell new, more millennial millennial driven stories uh, for, you know, for a new DC universe. And they are actually in the process of undoing the last five years of what has been the new 52 right now in a series called DC Rebirth. Yes. So get that out of your head. Because Flashpoint, man, Flashpoint, oh my gosh, Flashpoint is happening, hashtag Flashpoint confirmed, season three, it cannot get here fast enough in my opinion, and this brings us into Speedster Speculation. Bell. Flashpoint. Can I talk about something right quick? Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, it's about Flashpoint. So, one of the great things about Flashpoint is, the whole time, or almost the whole time, Barry thinks Reverse Flash is behind everything. Uh, in in that you mean? Wait, what? Oh, so, when he yeah, okay, yeah, and the the so the in big, the in the comic book series, or at least uh, yeah, in the comic book series and the the Flashpoint Paradox animated film, um, we we experience that story from a Barry Allen who doesn't know what's going on and feels as though uh, Eobard Thawne must be responsible for everything that's occurring. Yeah. Now, spoilers for Flashpoint. Uh, and uh, the, the comic and the and the TV show uh, or movie, um, it's actually Barry that causes it. Right. So this I, 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 initially, I was like, "Yes, Flashpoint! This is awesome! I'm super excited!" But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Wait, how can they tell that Flashpoint story?" Oh, they're not going to. They're going to tell their own Flashpoint story. 
Well, sure, but I mean, like that 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 was like a big piece of Flashpoint is is Barry causing everything eh, himself. Yeah, but here's the deal. I'm more, and this might also be part of the mindset going into this as well. I'm more excited for a Flash to to spend time in a Flashpoint universe to to shake up the status quo for a little while and get a really kind of fresh world to play in. And Barry will go back and he'll fix it and he'll stop himself and everything else. But I mean, like, I don't need that exact same through line that was in Flashpoint. I want to see Robert Queen as the arrow. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I want to see, see Robert Queen. I want to see Citizen Cold. Citizen freaking Cold. I want to see Wentworth Miller. I want to see him as a, a superhero that goes by the name either of Citizen Cold. He could still be Captain Cold. Point being, like, I want to see some really wild twists that that go beyond even what we got from this whole doppelganger situation. I want to see our Barry Allen experiencing a world that is very foreign to what we've gotten before and can get away with her, perhaps, you know, a Superman, that perhaps a, a Batman, perhaps some really, really interesting concepts that don't exist in his in, in the world that we've come to know. Now, what about this? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in Flashpoint, you have the Amazonians are fighting uh, the uh, Atlanteans. Uh, that's that's one of the big things that's going right. on, one of the, the, the plot through points. Uh, so what if in this instance, to to kind of mimic that, uh, since we have Supergirl in the CW now, uh, Supergirl lands in Soviet Russia and we get like a red Supergirl. Oh, dang. That could happen. As opposed, yeah, like as opposed to the battle between the, the Atlanteans and the uh, Thermescreans. We have like this red sun, like, you know, Russian superpower versus this like, you know, United States that's uh you know get dominated or whatever good happen man like they, that's the thing they can do a lot of fun i i me personally i love elseworlds i love elseworlds elseworlds are a fun fun way to explore different concepts and and have a lot of fun you know the fact that we we can do this in such a way that you know the primary character is someone that we're attached to that that uh, is from what we the, from the status quo and can kind of experience this you know maybe he will wake up and not know what he did or maybe he will go back to a future in which is everything is extremely extremely different from the one that he left which is what i'm assuming my hope is that they stretch this out and that you know this isn't just a one and done in the season premiere. My hope is that they take an entire half season or at least leading up to whenever the next big crossover event is and have Barry uh, through that time, you know, tell kind of a, a shorter, more condensed, more contained story uh, in a, a series of say like 12 episodes or, or, you know, maybe nine to 12 episodes. But if you look at kind of the success of like what Netflix has done with kind of telling these big stories in kind of a, a shorter space, I think that, non-Netflix television can kind of learn from that and apply that same principle in a, in a really good way. So having kind of a, a nice long quote unquote uh, flashpoint story that takes the course of several episodes, but not an entire season could be a really powerful, really fun, really awesome thing. Yeah, I agree. I, what I, what I really want to see here is I want to see a, uh, at least a half a season of this flashpoint universe. And then you have your crossover event between all four shows Um where you have the big climactic battle and like the reset or something like that. And then, then uh, from there, that's where you move on uh, to, to the regular timeline. But I, I don't want to see anything less than a half a season because I just don't think you can really do that story. Just, I mean, unless those episodes are super, super great. Uh, I want to see as much of that as possible. A whole season would be awesome. Oh, I don't but- know, man, you, you stretch it out too much and, and uh, it might, it might grow a little stale. Uh, you know, I think, I think the whiz bang wow factor um, you, you want, you want to leave the audience wanting more. And I think that, that, um, you know, half a season is a good long, long time to do that. It may, you know, it may come down to only be about three to five episodes, but my hope is that it's a half a season. Well, so if they do nine episodes, they can do the 10th, be the, the flash crossover, the 11th, be the arrow crossover, the 12th, be the Supergirl crossover. And then the 13th, be the legends crossover. <laughs> that's 13 episodes. That's, you know, half a season. Well, but, but see, here's the thing. I mean, we're going to get a, I think they've even confirmed at this point that next season we'll actually have one big monumental crossover between legends, Supergirl, flash and arrow. Um, oh, so you don't think it's going to be like a two episode or like three episode kind of thing. It's what, just gonna be like one yeah, it, giant episode. It may be, it may be that I, I guess I hadn't thought about the fact that they, they'd have to kind of balance it out everywhere. Um, but it could, it could very well be that when Barry gets back, um, you know, that him getting back is, is what essentially brings Supergirl into our timeline or, or, you know, basically Supergirl is, I don't know. I, now that I'm saying that out loud, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, what if, what if it's something like this? What if, uh, while Barry is in the flashpoint world, uh, he's missing on 
the regular flash show timeline. No, because we have Wally. Yeah. No, the, the problem with that is that the, the flashpoint quote unquote world isn't really a world. It's, it's literally, it's the timeline. You know, we've talked about it before. There is only one timeline. And so yeah, Barry basically just recreates the world by changing the timeline. Uh, and he'll end up having to go back, stop himself and then reset the timeline, then return to the same time that he left. Um, and so you unless know, he ran to an identical earth, it's separate. It's separate, but identical. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm grasping, <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here. No, <laughs> here's the deal. We did, we did multiple earths, uh, this season, next season, we're going to do flashpoints Flashpoint. and such. Yes. So, uh, I think, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, how, how they end up handling it. We will see. I'm excited for it. I think that some fresh ideas can kind of come from it. And, um, yeah, man, should be a, should be a blast. We're looking forward to getting y'all's thoughts as far as what you want to see from a kind of flashpoint like experience and kind of your thoughts overall for both the season and the season finale. Uh, like I said, this was a polarizing episode, so we expect there to be a lot of uh, differing opinions. Maybe you personally love the way they handled the Jay Garrick storyline this episode, and that's okay. We can disagree on that. Maybe you personally uh, didn't necessarily like how they uh, did uh, set things up for a Flashpoint type story. And that's okay. We can talk about that as well. But maybe we all loved all the same things and we can geek out about that. Uh, One way or the other, I'm sure we will find stuff that we can all geek out about together because we love talking Flash TV here at Flash TV Talk. And we love you guys tuning in for it. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback this week. But first, we want to tell you about the sponsor this week, the Satchel Podcast Player. Hey, if you haven't checked it out, go to satchelplayer.com today uh, and uh, and get it. Either sign up to uh, to get it once it's available on the iPhone or get it right now for the Android player. It's a really awesome player. We can do things like donate to the shows that you love. Uh, so helping make this show happen by clicking the donate button on the Satchel Podcast Player will send us a few dollars and help us make more shows for you. So you can do that. If you go to satchelplayer.com right now, if you're a podcaster, you can also register your podcast there, satchelplayer.com. Feedback from Joseph in Greenville, who writes in, says, Okay, first, I want to claim credit for calling Jay not being Hunter's twin and being older. I can't say I predicted it being uh, Henry's doppelganger when I emailed you last, but it was epic. And if I saw correctly, did Zoom just become Black Flash? And did we just see the start of a Flashpoint Paradox? I'm blown away. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you guys made of this. Well, Joseph, uh, yeah, man, that's uh, there's a lot to geek out about this. We got so many Easter eggs and so many uh, uh, new rabbit uh, rabbit holes to, to trail down in the future. And I think it was a, a great episode for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I super excited about the uh, paradox, about the Black Flash. It's going to be awesome. Yep. What did uh, We got another one in an email from Mel Taco. What did Mel Taco say? Well, they write, hey, gang, during the last episode's review, you guys started talking about Booster Gold when you're looking at the IMDb for the season finale. I never got to finish listening until after the season finale. And then I realized that you guys were talking about Booster Gold on Smallville. Uh, But based on what happened at the end of Legends Tomorrow, shouldn't someone, if not Booster Gold, have appeared to warn Flash about the timeline he was about to change? Uh, Will this now turn into a Flashpoint like you guys speculated back in season one? Thank you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I, I haven't seen uh, all the Legends of Tomorrow, so I, I need to get caught up on that. But I, I've heard there's some like resetty stuff, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, absolutely, got to go Flashpoint. It's got to be. Yeah. See, I feel really bad that we're not up to date on Legends of Tomorrow because, of course, we were going to do a big uh, season in review or our half last half season season review for the the YouTube Legends TV Talk um, podcasty thing. Uh, but but yeah, I'm. Way behind. Um, in fact, I was actually watching the one where. Right, how far are you caught up with Legends? I think I have like three episodes left. Okay, so you're you're ahead of me. I was watching the one where um, uh, Jax meets his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I got like man tears when he's like, "Yeah, of yeah. course he's gonna be great. He's my son." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> you I'll tell you what, though, you I, I just want to give some credit to Stephen Derek right quick because they saw one photo of Booster Gold and immediately quoted. Not that it was just Smallville, but the season and episode and title of that episode. And now you got just to from ex- one picture. Yep. And now you know what it was like listening to Starkville House and L of Hell <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Finally on iTunes, we got a review from Future Vision. Hey, Future Vision. I know that name. Uh, right Sense says, amazing podcast. What does Future Vision say? Uh, they say, I've been listening since the beginning, and these guys will blow your mind. Each podcast keeps you engaged with the episode reviews, rumors, their thoughts, and their theories. 
Great show. You have a listener to the end. Well, thank you, Future Visions. Very awesome. Thank you so much for that. And hey, even during the hiatus, y'all can hook us up with some iTunes reviews. We love getting those. And of course, every single time we get a multiple of 10, we give away a free digital comics. So rack them up while we're in hiatus and uh, we'll get that. There's actually going to be a lot of great ways to keep up with us during the hiatus. For one, we're not quite on hiatus quite yet because we got a big call-in show next week that we hope you join us for on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Be sure to have your Skype account ready, mixler.com slash Pottery, or if you go to flashtvtalk.com, you'll be able to uh, listen there as well. Uh, but but also, you know, we got uh, some great things. We got Panel to Screen, a podcast in which we talk about uh, the latest uh, superhero movies that make their way to the big screen. So we got one coming up for X Men Apocalypse. Uh, we'll actually be doing some things outside of comic books as well, like the Warcraft movie. We'll definitely be doing a, a, a panel to screen episode on that. And of course, we've got the new Twitch channel where it's Bell and Bow play DCUO. You can find that at twitch.tv slash panel to screen. But you know, the way to keep up with us any day, all day, every day is by tweeting into us. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. And if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news, daily discussions, and a lot of Flashpoint talk, be sure to follow our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Uh, and if you like the show Legends of Tomorrow and you're sad that it's over, but you still want to see us review it, and by us, I mean Legends of Podcasting, Check out Legends TV Talk. It's our YouTube review where we're going to, I guess, just digest the rest of the season and talk about it. <laughs> that, that's pretty much it, man. We're, uh, <laughs> we'll see what comes from it. Special thanks goes out to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. And uh, hey, one last bit of a push for iTunes reviews. Do it now. Go to iTunes, write us a review. Be there for the call-in show next week. But until then, we'll be back in a flash. Flash.